Are you ready? I ready. We are ready for Clemson. Let's go, y'all. Break bread, y'all? All right. Fighting Irish faithful. The Clemson week is now upon us. This game has been on the schedule for a year or two. It's been circled, highlighted, and it is also the only game remaining on the schedule, unaltered and unimpacted by COVID for Notre Dame. At home, night game, college game day, number one Clemson versus number four Notre Dame. This is why we are here. We are ready. Let's do this. Tonight, we're going to break down these two teams head-to-head. And this podcast is coming to you a little late this week. But it's because I've been searching the stats, finding out how Notre Dame will beat Clemson this Saturday. And with that, I have a message for our football team. Get ready. Pour yourself a drink. And let's kick ass. Let's go, Irish. Out of the pack, 30, 35, goodbye, baby! At the 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, five-fire rocket touchdown, Irish! Zubikowski looking for a block, touch to the right to the 40, gets a block, gets to the 45, 50, up to the 45, 40, 30, one minute to beat, 20, 15, 10, he's done to the five, touchdown, Irish! Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Notre Dame, our mother. Pray for us. What's going on, Fighting Irish Faithful? Joe is back in the house, or in your iPhone or Android device. And uh, we are here to discuss Notre Dame versus Clemson. Welcome all to the Fighting Irish Faithful. Y'all ready? I ready. You ready? We ready. Let's do this. Uh, thank you for joining me this week. Sorry this is a little late for you. Um, been kind of jumping around here. Had some uh, stuff going on in the life, uh, but it's all good. And uh, we are here to discuss Clemson. If you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter on Faithful underscore Irish. The podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor.fm, at Fighting Irish Faithful. Just search for that and I come up. Also on YouTube, YouTube, you can find the Fighting Irish Faithful show. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. And this week, we are just doing a straight-up Kirkland Scotch whiskey. Nothing fancy. We just need to focus. We're going to get into it right away. Notre Dame versus Clemson. This game, if you listen to the intro, uh, it's a big deal. Number one, Clemson. Number four, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame and Clemson, the last time they played was a playoff game. And it was number two, Clemson, versus number three, Notre Dame, then in 2018. 
And uh, that was not a fun experience. Uh, Notre Dame only put up three points, lost by 27. Pretty bad defeat. I want revenge. I, I am not going to sugarcoat this. I do not have to like this team. I respect Clemson, and they deserve everything they get as far as uh, their record over the last five years has been amazing. But I don't have to like them, and I want revenge. I, I want our team, our players, to go out there and take it from them. We will earn this. Last time, I think a war got started between Notre Dame and Clemson. It started in the Cotton Bowl. Didn't turn out too good. But Saturday night, this war is back on, and we are winning this one. So it's a night game, and I was actually hoping that the weather would be a lot colder. It's going to be uh, forecasted. I think uh, the AccuWeather.com website is telling me it's about 50 degrees is the low. Boo. Come on. Damn it, weather, this stupid global warming. I don't even know what it is. You know, I, I'm not getting into global warming. But come on, like, we were, every Notre Dame fan, come on, you know you were hoping for snow, rain, wind, and maybe that will happen, all right? You know, who knows? But maybe God's a Clemson fan. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we, we were all hoping for cold weather, like, oh, this team from South Carolina, south of the Mason-Dixon line, yeah, they're going to come up to northern Indiana, you know, southern Michigan, lake effect snow, cold weather, wind, just real crappy weather. You know, who hasn't been to a crappy, snow, rainy, kind of miserable tailgate, miserable game in South Bend? Everyone knows they want that. That's does not look like it's going to happen. It is actually with 70 degrees this evening here in Indianapolis. Uh, I mentioned this to the doc, and she just... She just looked at me straight up, no sugarcoat, and she's like, well, then looks like Notre Dame's just going to have to beat them on their own. And, Doc, you're 100% right. That That is exactly what Notre Dame is going to have to do. Speaking of which, goes into this next piece here. Uh, if you've been on Twitter lately, there's a lot of talk, a lot of uh, rumblings, maybe a couple articles from a couple of the bloggers out there that Notre Dame is going to wear green. We're going to have green jerseys. And personally, I think it's cool. And I'm, I'm totally okay with that. You know, who doesn't know the story of 1977, the famous green jersey game, the Trojan horse, that whole thing, Joe Montana, right? Dan Devine, uh, Digger Phelps, that, if you don't know about that, go, go back into Notre Dame history. It's, it's great, great story. Last time I was at Notre Dame for an alleged green out was last year for the USC game. The team did not come out wearing green. And now the and the fans, you know, it was a little hap, haphazard, haphazard, you know, here and there. Doc and I were, were greened up. But, you know, if, if the team doesn't actually wear green, then what's the point? Honestly, if the team wears green, but it doesn't give them a spark, like in 77 when they came out and just dominated USC, then great. But but if, if it doesn't give them a spark, it, it's just not going to happen. So two things. It, Actually wear green Notre Dame if you're going to do it. Don't don't tease me like this. And then also, if you're going to wear a green, have it be legit and have it really be embraced by the players, by the fans. You just you, you want – can we create some sort of hostile environment? I realize with COVID restrictions, it's not going to be packed or whatever. But the team needs to come out as warriors. For Notre Dame to beat Clemson, they need to display – a warrior battle mentality in the basement getting ready for fight club. That is what this team needs to do 
take the blood of the nd squirrel follow the nd squirrel on twitter but take the blood of a squirrel paint your face with it right and you're going into battle that's the kind of lunacy and nuts we need from our team and not that we just have to be theatrical or anything like that but in order to beat this team which is very talented we have to display toughness and that toughness will feed into Notre Dame's strengths that they have right now on paper the advantage over Clemson in some of these categories, which I will get into very shortly. Also, if you've heard or you're a ESPN uh, junkie, College Game Day will be visiting campus. Now, personally, I've stopped watching College Game Day. I don't think I've actually watched that show in about two years. I actually really don't care about it. I think it's a complete distraction for our team complete distraction it's just a money-making thing and personally i would prefer if notre dame just said uh thanks but no thanks uh to espn and just kind of bitch slap them back and um that show espn they just have no respect for notre dame and grant respect is earned and i realize notre dame hasn't performed in big games but if that was really the case then espn wouldn't be there they're there to to get money get the the audience to get the ratings we all know that's why espn is there it's not because they support notre dame at all all right they're the look at look at the panel that's there desmond coward lee corso these guys you know uh, come on who i I don't like watching the game and i don't want to have this take up too much time of the podcast as it already is but that show has really gone south you know there's too much corporate sponsorship you know it's like home depot hats and Dr. Pepper trophies and God knows what else. And, you know, there's all this like emotional kind of angsty crap. These like documentary Ken Burns type of, you know, pieces that are going on. Like, what is this? Oprah? No, we're we're watching college football actually break down plays, break down strategy. Right. Don't get into all this fluffy crap that's that's exactly what it is go watch fox all right go watch any pretty much any other network for if you if you really need to watch a college football pregame show hell go to the big 10 network they actually have some legit people grant you'll be hearing a lot of ohio state michigan junk but still their breakdown of play is is significantly better so college game day don't care and if it's there cool but it doesn't help our team and other than just kind of a a celebrity kind of wowness but other than that i really don't care so getting into the numbers for this week notre dame versus clemson clemson of course is coached by the very successful Dabo sweeney sweeney is sweeney is in his 13th year whereas brian kelly is year 11. last year clemson went 14 and 1 and lost to lsu in the national title game Notre Dame, of course, eleven and two with a bowl win. This season, Clemson is seven and zero, and Notre Dame, of course, undefeated at six and zero. This is interesting. Clemson has played two teams that are ranked in the top twenty-five in Sagarin. Those that is Wake Forest and Miami. None of Notre Dame's opponents are ranked in the top twenty-five of Sagarin thus far, other than Clemson now. Uh, record versus power five, Notre Dame five and zero, Clemson six and zero. Both of us have played their scrub team. Clemson's scrub team was the Citadel, which is not impressive at all. Uh, but Notre Dame also played uh, the JV team that is South Florida. For the program, 
Dabo Sweeney is an 81.5% win percentage. BK at Notre Dame is 72% win percentage. Head-to-head, these coaches, 2-0 in the favor of Dabo Sweeney. First meeting was in 2015 at Clemson. And then more recently, the game that I want revenge for, 2018 Cotton Bowl. The four-year recruiting average, Clemson has better players uh, on average over the last four years. Their rankings are 3rd, 10th, 7th, and 16th for an average ranking of 9th. Notre Dame is 13.25, 18, 15, 10, and 10. Clemson is number one in Sagarin. Notre Dame is fifth in Sagarin. Clemson number one in AP and Coaches Bowl. Notre Dame number four. Uh, strength of schedule, Clemson, probably because of the Wake Forest and the Miami game, and also that some of their margins and their scoring uh, offense, They are their strength of schedule is 55. Notre Dame is 69. So all of those categories I just mentioned are all in the favor of Clemson, a more experienced coach at his program, a more successful coach, uh, head-to-head better, and strength of schedule, everything. I've just said talent. It's it's all in Clemson's favor. One other thing is the efficiency that is Clemson so far this season is their yards per point. I have mentioned this before. If you're new to the show, take the total number of yards, uh, total offense, divide it by the scoring offense, and you get a number, and that's a ratio. And the lower the number, the more efficient your team is. Clemson is at 11.02 yards per point, whereas Notre Dame is 12.56. The national champion over the last 10 years has averaged that number to be 11.80. So Notre Dame is a little off that mark, but Clemson is ahead of that mark. The national champion has averaged... 75.5 touchdowns total for the season. Clemson right now has scored 42 touchdowns. They are ranked first in the country in total number of touchdowns. Notre Dame is at 27 with 17. Scoring offense, similar story. They are, Clemson is number two, averaging 46.1 points per game. Notre Dame is ranked 26, so just outside of the top 25, averaging 34.8 points per game. Clearly, Clemson's strength is their offense. I go through these other categories, rushing touchdowns, total offense, passing touchdowns, red zone touchdowns, etc. Clemson has the advantage, and the advantage is actually quite large the difference for example passing touchdowns clemson is ranked third in the country with 21 passing touchdowns in seven games averaging three per game notre dame is has seven total passing touchdowns clemson has done more than half of that in one game notre dame is ranked 54th in the nation in passing touchdowns right now however if you unless you've been living under a rock clemson's quarterback Trevor Lawrence has been diagnosed with COVID. He will not be back in time with his team to uh, play. I heard that he was going to make the trip to South Bend. I'm assuming that, number one, 
Clemson is seeing big picture here. They want him to be healthy. They want him to uh, rest up, not it potentially infect the rest of the team and uh, have a negative impact on the season, like what's going on at Wisconsin right now. Um, but also, quite frankly, just for preparing for Notre Dame, you know, they've already got their backup quarterback in the game. He's in the groove. He's studying film. He's in meetings. He's in practice, right? DJ Uyangalole, he is going through those practices, getting this experience, and uh, it's it's a steep learning curve for him, uh, but an excellent, excellent player that he is. So it doesn't surprise me that Sweeney is seeing big picture here and says, look, we've got other key factors going on here. Even if Clemson could pull an Alabama, oh, Nick Saban's all of a sudden healed from COVID kind of situation. I don't think they want to risk that and bring that kind of heat on them, especially at this point in the season. If it was closer to a playoff game, that's a little different story. But right now, a road game, away game, you still have you know, four more games after this one, whatnot. There's no point in risking the bigger picture here. So I agree with Clemson's decision right there. What that does, though, for Notre Dame is is interesting because I saw a graphic on Twitter where they were talking about this game and whether or not Lawrence not being present for the game would kind of be a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because if Notre Dame wins, all the Notre Dame haters, all the naysayers, they're all going to say, well, you didn't have the Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback playing and so this win doesn't really mean much or if Notre Dame loses aha see Notre Dame you're a bunch of imposters you still can't win even with the backup quarterback so I I I, I get that but at the end of the day forget all that noise forget all that BS Notre Dame has to win and this is how they're gonna do it DJ Uyunglele excellent excellent quarterback he is the third best quarterback uh, as a freshman entering the season. He played the Boston College game last week, and he threw for two touchdowns. Now, Trevor Lawrence averages three per game, 21 total touchdowns, versus Ian Book's seven. So two touchdowns for Uyangalele and 1.16 per game for Ian Book. What Notre Dame needs to do is go to their strength. I mentioned earlier all these wonderful offensive stats that Clemson has. Here is the good news, Notre Dame fans. Notre Dame on paper has a better defense than Brett Venable's Clemson. Granted, our schedule is slightly easier, but the margin and how wide these things are, I'm about to tell you, will give you some solace and we'll maybe raise an eyebrow here first let's start with passing defense we'll go from the bottom to the top least important to most important notre dame has the ninth best passing defense in the country they limit their opponent to 173 and a half yards top 10 defense keep in mind the national champion averages their opponents to 222 passing yards And if you recall from 2018, Clemson and Trevor Lawrence torched Notre Dame through the air, finding the weak spot in the safety and scoring upon it. That will not happen this week. Clark Lee is smarter. Clark Lee is more experienced. And 
He's not in his first year coaching the Notre Dame defense. He's now in his third. He's been there since 2017, but he was not the coordinator at the time. Tackles for loss, sacks per game, and turnover margin are in favor of Clemson right now. But total defense, scoring defense, third down defense, and rushing defense in that ascending order of priority are all in the advantage of Notre Dame. Notre Dame is sixth best in total defense, fourth best in scoring defense, fourth best in third down defense, and eighth best in rushing defense. Compare that to 7th, 11th, 7th, and 15th, respectively, for Clemson. Notre Dame has a better defense, and that those defensive categories are the top four, in my opinion, that are most important, and Notre Dame is better than Clemson in all of them. This is how... Notre Dame will beat Clemson with their defense because defense wins championships. What Notre Dame has to do is look at Etienne and lock him in. Rushing touchdowns, Clemson has scored 19 total in seven games versus Notre Dame's 18 in six games. So you break that down per game, Clemson has scored 2.714 rushing touchdowns versus Notre Dame's averaging three rushing touchdowns per game. Clemson's rushing touchdowns, nine of them, nine of the 19, have been achieved with Etienne. Four by Trevor Lawrence, three by Uyangalele, and two by Masuli, and one by Pickney. Notre Dame, of their 18, the distribution goes as follows. Seven to Kyron Williams, five to Ian Book, three by Sebo Flumster, two by Chris Tyree, my man, and one by Jafar Armstrong. But Lawrence is not playing this week, as we know. And so then Clemson only has 15 touchdowns, averaging 2.14 per game. So Notre Dame has a rushing advantage as a whole this game. If Notre Dame can spy Uyangalole and Ichien in some way and just lock them in, Notre Dame will be successful. Our rushing defense is eighth best in the country. We are limiting our opponents to 93.6 yards per game. Our third down defense is impeccable. It's fourth in the country. Our opponents are only converting on third down 24.3% of the time, less than one in four. Notre Dame, if you maintain that or around 30 or 35%, you have a really, really good shot of taking away from Clemson. Time of possession. Time of possession is not everything, but it's a thing. And the reason why it's a thing for two reasons. One, if the distribution is about 50%, then you're giving your offensive players and your defensive players equal rest. But if you have the advantage and a significant advantage, 55-60% of time of possession for the football game, then what you're doing is you're wearing out the opponent's defense, but you're also limiting the amount of time the other team has to be on the field to score with their offense. Since Clemson's offense is their strength over their defense, 
Notre Dame with their time of possession advantage, eighth best in the country, 57% of game time belongs to them. They have an advantage to limit Clemson, Uyangalole, Ichien, and those guys from having the football and, and, and scoring touchdowns and, and scoring points. If we take possession of the clock, slow down the offense, and find our running game, we will do it. Notre Dame's running game in big games, Clemson 2018, Georgia last year, Michigan last year, Miami 2017, big games, Notre Dame has failed to rush. I am calling on our offensive line and our running backs. Stick to the running game. Be patient. Be patient. It will come. If it's not there the first quarter, don't just go pass happy. But be patient. The running game will come. It will be there. And we have the advantage. We have this great offensive line. We will find it. We will seek it out. And we will score at least two rushing touchdowns. Getting into the passing offense, I wanted to compare where Ian Book was relative to Mr. DJ Uyangalale. In his one game, DJ threw for 73% of his passes. Ian Book is at 61%. Yards per completion, Ian Book has the advantage though. 13.3 yards per completion versus DJ's 11.4. Now, He's thrown for two touchdowns versus Ian Book's average of 1.1 per game. But the touchdown per attempt ratio is not very high. It's less than 5%. It's also 5% for Ian Book. But Notre Dame is not relying on the pass as their weapon for the offense. Here's my point with bringing this up. Ian Book is not Deshaun Kaiser. He is not... Brady Quinn, but he cannot turn the ball over. And he has done a very good job at that. He has only thrown one interception all season, and he is at 0.167 interceptions per game, so less than one. Clemson has not played a team as good as us. BC's defense is not as good as us. We will put pressure on DJ Uyunglele, and he will turn the ball over. I'm going to go on prediction and say he's going to have two turnovers. I mentioned before that the scoring offense for Clemson is the number one in the country. They're averaging about 42 points per game. But that is with Trevor Lawrence and including his success that he has brought Clemson. Last week, Clemson struggled against Boston College, had to come back. They were at one point down by 13, 18 points. So they've had some slip-ups earlier in the game, but they've come back and won in the second and third quarter. Versus Boston College, Clemson scored 34 points. And BC is the 38th ranked team in Sagarin. Notre Dame is fifth in Sagarin with a significantly better offense. And 34 points for Clemson is their lowest scoring total so far this season. They score 34 points against the 38th ranked team. How do we think they're going to do on the road at Notre Dame? Here's the best part, Notre Dame fans. Notre Dame's scoring offense is 34.8. 
Notre Dame is not going to score 34 points. If they score over 30, I think that would be amazing. But I think Notre Dame is going to limit Clemson to under 30 points. I'm going to go on record saying that is my prediction for the game. 31-28, go Irish. The way Notre Dame's schedule and Clemson's schedule, though, are shaping out to be, this is not going to be the only time these teams meet this year. The rest of the ACC, teams like Miami, teams like Boston College, North Carolina, they are have multiple losses. And one of these teams, Clemson or Notre Dame, will have one loss. I believe it will be Clemson. If that is the case, one of these teams will be undefeated, the other one with one loss. They will meet again in the ACC title game. So that raises some interesting questions because is this simply a warm-up to that ACC title game? And more importantly for Notre Dame, what does that mean? You start asking these questions, would it be better for Notre Dame to lose this game but then win the ACC? It's clearly better to win both games, and we certainly don't want to lose this game and then lose in the title because then that'll be quite the embarrassment for Notre Dame. If you win this game and then lose the ACC title game, people are going to say, well, you won this game in South Bend, your home stadium, because they didn't have the quarterback. Again, it goes back to the damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Personally, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because, quite frankly, we don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't know what's going to happen. Clemson could crater. I don't think Notre Dame's going to crater, but it's happened before after a big game. Notre Dame, I believe, will win, and they will then be in the ACC title game, and we'll have to revisit the stats again at that point. This game, this Saturday, is going to be the fifth meeting overall for Notre Dame versus Clemson. Went back, looked at Wikipedia and uh, my Google search, and discovered that the first meeting ever was in 1977, where Dan Devine went into Clemson's stadium and beat them 21-17. to The teams played again in 1979 in South Bend. Notre Dame lost. And then the next time they played was in 2015 at Clemson, which Notre Dame lost 24-22. to 2018, the Cotton Bowl, where Notre Dame got boat raced and lost by 27 points. The last three games these teams have played are losses. There is blood in the water, and I want revenge. Since Notre Dame and Brian Kelly went down to Clemson in 2015, Clemson has had a very, very solid five years. They went 14-1 in 2015. Then the next few years go as follow. 14-1, title. 12-2, bowl win. 15-0, title. 14-1, bull win in a playoff and then losing losing in the title to LSU. And now they're 7 and 0. In that time they are 76 and 5 with a 93.8% win percentage. That is astounding. So I have to give some respect to them for that. But I don't have to like them despite their four big bull wins and two national titles. Brian Kelly in that time is a 75% win percentage. 53 and 17 with zero big bulls and zero titles and head-to-head he's 0-2 versus Dabo Sweeney so since Clemson has only lost five times I felt it necessary to understand what was happening in those games 
how was Clemson losing? What were their opponents doing? Who were those opponents? And what is common? And of those elements that are common for Clemson's opponents or what Clemson was doing that was screwing them up, does Notre Dame have an advantage? Those losses are as follows. In 2015, the title game, Clemson lost to Alabama 45 to 40. In 2016, they lost to Pitt 42 to 43. In 2017, they had two losses. Once to Syracuse 24-27 and then to Alabama lost 24 to 6. The average score of those losses is Clemson 27.4 and their opponent 36.2. So what is the trend? You've got some high scores, you got some low scores, you got some one score games there. How can we make sense? So I looked at what I consider the important stats for games, and the stats are as follows. Rushing touchdowns, total offense, sacks, tackles for loss, passing touchdowns, turnovers, third down percentage, rushing yards, passing yards, time of possession, and then number of points in each quarter. There is not one of these stats that all five games are common, but there are six stats where four out of the five games all had the advantage for Clemson's opponent. Those six stats are passing touchdowns, turnovers, duh, that makes sense, third down percentage, rushing yards, time of possession, and points in the fourth quarter. There are three stats that Notre Dame does have an advantage, and if they pursue these, they will win. First, rushing yards. Notre Dame is averaging 231 rushing yards this season, Clemson 166. Despite ETN's excellence, Notre Dame is exceeding them. If Notre Dame rushes for more yards, they will win. In addition to that, third down percentage. Notre Dame has an excellent third down percentage. Clemson is only at about 50%. Notre Dame, their offense, 54% on third down. That is astounding because that's going to lead into this next stat. You keep your drive alive, you wear down the opponent's defense. And the longer you're on the field, the larger your time of possession, which brings me to the next point. Four out of the five teams that Clemson has lost to over the last five seasons, in all of these games, they won the time of possession battle. Notre Dame is 57%, Clemson 53%. So Notre Dame wins out with time of possession, coupled with third down, coupled with rushing. With that kind of offensive production, they will win. The most interesting item, though, for all of Clemson's losses is the number of points scored in the fourth quarter. Right now, Clemson versus Notre Dame, on average, are scoring 14 and 8 points in the first quarter, 16 and 13.8 in the second, 8.7 and 9. So Notre Dame actually is scoring on average more points in the third quarter, but then 7 and 4. In all of Clemson's losses over the last five seasons since 2015, they have scored only 16 points total in these losses, and that was in one game in the Clemson versus Alabama game. But Alabama scored 24 points in the fourth quarter to win the title in 2015. 2016 Pitt, 2017 Syracuse, 
2017 Alabama, and 2019 LSU. All four of those games, Clemson scored zero points in the fourth quarter. And one of those games, Alabama also scored zero points. But Alabama scored 14 in the third quarter, and then Clemson only had three in the third quarter. Here's my point. If Notre Dame can shut out Clemson in the fourth quarter, Notre Dame will be victorious. Notre Dame defense. You win championships. Our rushing is the backbone of the offense. Utilize that. Pound and ground, man ball, whatever you want to talk about. Throw it to Mayer. You know he's a strength on this team. Tommy Tremble, get him in an H-back situation. Lead blocking for Chris Tyree for our running backs. Get them out there. Play physical football. I want Mike Mayer to be like Megatron out there and just bulldozing over people. We need to pound in ground. I'm getting visions of Jerome Bettis and Ricky Waters out there. None of this sexy, flashy stuff, all right? Be Golden Tate, dive headfirst into a trombone, okay, and take it straight to Clemson. To finish up the podcast tonight, I want to speak specifically to the Notre Dame players. If you guys are listening to this, this is for you. I've talked a lot about 2018, about how I want revenge. Juniors and seniors, you were at this game. You know what that felt like to lose 30 to three. Let that drive you. Let that fuel you. Remember how that felt. How unprepared we were and how unexpected that loss was. But you're not playing for a memory and to cleanse 2018. Oh no. You're not playing for the history of Notre Dame. You're not playing for the tradition, the Newt Rockney and all of that stuff. That's all great, but that's not why you're playing this game. You're not playing it for past Notre Dame greats or legends, the Joe Montanas, the Rahib Ishmaels. You're not playing to defend a home winning streak. You're not playing against the number one team. And the last time we played a number one team was in 2005, the Bush Bush game. You're not playing for any of that. You're not playing for the fans. You're playing for yourself. Forget all that other stuff. You are here now. You are here. This is your time. You are the ones putting in the work in the weight room. You are the ones that are gonna go out there and fight. Look inside yourself and look at the other guy next to you. You all have the gold helmet. As one united team, you will beat Clemson. You all know what you're capable of doing. Find a way to win it. Reach down, call on your speed, call on your ability, call on your mind and your body. Your heart's ready. This time I know it's ready. And don't doubt. It's going to go up and down out there. It's going to go the way a big game should go. Deal with adversity and deal with success. But don't ever doubt out there. No mental or physical mistakes. 60 minutes of Notre Dame football. 60 minutes. It can be no less. They've got too much firepower. But that's fine. We're matching it tonight. Because it's two years later, 
and you have that much more experience. I've said it all along. Defense wins championships. Saturday, defense, you will win. Notre Dame versus Clemson. Men, you know you can. I know you can. Go out there, get revenge, turn the tables, and play your hearts out. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. Let's get him. <laughs>